Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hello, I'm Morgan, and this is another episode of Bottomless Popcorn. Thank you for tuning in again this week. Uh, on this week's episode, we have a friend of mine uh, who uh, I met when I was working at the cinema in uh, my teenage years in the early 2010s. <clears throat> uh, he and I became quite good friends when we worked together at this cinema uh, and ended up seeing quite a lot of movies together over our time working together and beyond. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what his uh, four favourite films are. So we'll go straight into his episode. This is Josh Treadwell. Hi, I'm Josh. And the last movie I watched was Suicide Squad. The uh, the 2021 yeah. version? Yeah, man. Okay. Most good. recent, most recent. Nice one. You enjoyed it? Uh, it was all right. Um, I mean, Margaret Robbie's obviously always good to watch. So can't bash anything John Cena's in either. Of course, because you just can't see him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, Josh, I was going to talk a little bit before we start about how you and I know each other. So uh, for those listening or watching, Josh and I met uh, as teenagers. We both got casual jobs at the same cinema at the same time, part of the opening crew of that theatre. Oh, uh, and we, we one of the perks from that theatre was very cheap movie tickets so in the 2010s we watched a lot of movies and a lot of movies more than once too <laughs> which is uh which was something quite unique about working in the cinema we kind of spent a lot of free time there when we weren't working as well man that's the thing about it too like it almost um we spent so much time that it almost ruined the movies for you like you couldn't it, it, it didn't become as special anymore i reckon but then that's it also true. did like the flip side of it too i guess it was because like sort of had like a personal attachment to it as well. So I guess it did, but yeah, the, I think the novelty of, go, of definitely of going somewhere else and watching a movie, it became like a rivalry thing as well as, um, yeah, I just think it, the novelty wore off a little bit. Very good. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of movies that you and I would go and watch over and over and over and over and over again, <laughs> just because it cost nothing really yeah it cost two bucks also we got to go to quite a few like special screenings and preview ones and stuff like that which was always cool do you remember we went and saw the um the in between us two uh premiere down in sydney <laughs> yes i do i do i remember that night very well because i think that was the night we did we meet the cast as well on we did yeah. yeah yeah i really thought cool. we did but yeah i think um yeah, one of, one of your biggest pet hates, I guess, going to a movie was always having to sit next to a random. Um, and uh, it's a condition. <laughs> and it was definitely um, at that premiere, actually, was when it, when it uh, came to light the most. So much so that, um, yeah, Morgs, <laughs> we, we, it was a bit of a running joke, was to try and make Morgs sit next to um, a random. And, yeah, Morgs definitely always tried to make sure he didn't have to. But this, this one in particular... Um, I remember it most because Morgs basically we got in our seats, we'd stitched him up, and it was only because I was absolutely hanging for a wee that um, Morgs seized his opportunity and um, yeah, absolutely got me got me good. Uh, yeah, we um, we went to the toilet and uh, as he zipped and flew out, um, it was more like Road Runner really, just the silhouette <laughs> was left, I think. And There's um, a smoke cloud behind me. <laughs> oh man! By the time I'd gotten back up to where we were seating, there was a um, yeah, Morgan Brown, a big smile across his face, looking back at me. So yeah, I, needless to say, I was the one that ended up having to sleep uh, sit next to the Nate, the oh, stranger. But <laughs> oh, well, it didn't bother me. I um, I love watching movies with like a really big crowd. Like I really enjoy that. I think it's the best way to see it. But I just don't like it if I'm the one that has to sit next to a stranger. And I feel like. Given the current times we're in, too, I might not be the only person that feels that way. Yeah. So, 1.5 meters. Yeah, exactly. Please, <laughs> at all times. Um, Josh, we're going to go to the movies and we're going to watch your four. Well, we're going to watch one of your four favorite movies, but we're going to trailer the three of them before the main feature. But before we go and sit down in the theater, we're going to take a quick stop at the candy bar 
to pick up some snacks and refreshments. What are you getting from the candy? Uh, you know what I'm getting. Salted caramel chalk top. Uh, I'm not getting a popcorn because I know you'll get one and you won't finish <laughs> it. So I'll be able to finish it. Um, and they're probably just like a large Mountain Dew or something. Very good. And the uh, I've had a few of these I've done now. And some people have said some very bizarre things that they have mixed and dipped in their popcorn. Oh. How do you feel about dipping a chalk top into the popcorn? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. That doesn't um, go. It doesn't uh, go, does that's, it? Because you're mixing hot and cold, I suppose. That's weird. You are. But I mean, at then, the same, I mean, at the same time, like one of the boys we used to work with as well used to mix anything with anything. Well, Doritos and custard was one of my oh favorite <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the chocolate top and popcorn doesn't sound too bad compared to that. He did. What was the other one he did? He used to make mixed- chocolate popcorn and stuff, right? He used to get the the chalk top, the melted chocolate and put a little bit of popcorn in a bag and put it in the freezer. Did you? I feel like there was like mints and something as well. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. He did have a, yeah. What was that? It was mints and something. Custard or something too. No, it was custom to read it. I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> but I, I just been at the movies. I reckon we, Jack we, Quinn, if you're listening, we're a thousand percent talking about you. <laughs> Far out. Horrible. That's a horrible combination. It doesn't even sound appealing. Oh man. And I think it was a mistake. Like I think he got it once because I think, like, I, in my head, what happened was he was in the the chips aisle, and someone had got a, an item from the long life, like the dairy stuff. And they're like, oh, actually, I actually don't want custard. And they just put it back, but it was where the salsas were stacked. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, Nick, what salsa do I get? Oh, oh, that one. That one looks nice. And he took the custard that someone put back previously that was just in the wrong location. That He's like, oh, good combination. <laughs> that absolutely would happen with him too. There's yes. like... <laughs> A thousand percent, that's what happened. Um, Josh, do you remember the very first movie you ever saw at the movies? I, I do actually um, a bit, bit of a classic for I suppose our generation as well, but it was um, Toy Story. I think it really, came, yeah, I think it came out the year I was born. So I've I've done this a couple of times, and a lot of people think this too, and I guarantee you it didn't because Toy Story the first one, it might have been Toy Story two, but Toy Story came out in like nineteen ninety. Um, oh, I should know this because I've had this like three times. It came out in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, so I was. Yeah, okay. That probably doesn't make sense then because I was born October 95. So Toy Story 2 came out in 99. So it could have been that, or it that could have been be. a rerun at some point um, in the 90s. A lot of those movies did get re-released theatrically for well, there's, the time. There's no way like a two, three-month-year-old me remembered that. So yeah, I reckon it's probably, exactly. probably Toy Story 2. That's good. And what a first film to see at the movies. An absolute classic from Pixar. Right in the heart, right in the face. So what is a movie that you remember seeing more for the experience? So you remember the experience of seeing the movie more than the actual movie you saw? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it was, um, I reckon it was probably the first time we went to Darling Harbour. Uh, what was that called? What's the big movie called? Oh, the IMAX. IMAX, the IMAX yeah. Theater. yeah. I think, I think, yeah, you, I think you took me for the first time I'd ever been to the IMAX. I can't, what, was it Spider-Man? Oh yeah, maybe oh, maybe we saw like Amazing Spider-Man or something like that there. Oh no, I think it was um it was it was I, I think it was only tailored because of this question, but um I think we saw uh, it was a shit Transformers movie. It was something... oh the first Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. That yeah. stands out the most. That stands out the most and Interstellar. Yes. When we yeah. when we made the trip, the two two hour trip from Newcastle Down to see it in IMAX. So <laughs> worth it. So absolutely worth it. worth it that is if you can see a movie if it's made in or shot in imax and you have the ability to see it that way that is a thousand percent the way you should see the movie because that right. is unreal. <laughs> i just remember walking out of that and just being so confused yes but and then so jump- impressed <laughs> and then jumping on facebook and seeing all these people that would like i'm not even convinced they got like a plus 40 in their ATARs trying to explain like shoestring theory and like yeah. all this physics stuff. Black holes work. Oh man, it's, it's <laughs> like when you watch people like watch the UFC, like everyone becomes an expert on the day. Day of, yeah, 100%. I agree. 
Um, if movies are based on books, novels, comic books and stuff, do you do you seek out those um, resources first or are you not that interested? You just prefer to see the films? Oh, man, you know me. There's no way I'm sitting down to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer my pants, man. Um, no, nah, definitely, definitely just the movie. I'm yeah. very... Um, very hands-on person like I need to I need it visually in front of me I can't sure sit down and read to your first um your first trailer ahead of the feature film today and it's the film The Greatest Sherman Yeah, there's a bit of an interesting one, really. I think um, going back to what we were saying before, like where, you know, there was movies you and I would see a lot. Um, I, re- I just remember us watching it. I think we watched it with my family, actually. At, at, we did too. And at the movies. Just also because of working at the movies, we would, and it didn't cost, it cost $2. Like you would watch a lot of things you probably otherwise wouldn't. No, yeah, you just watch anything. Yeah, you watch and this was Great. this was one of them. This was like a day where we had been on during the day and we went to an evening session because I can remember this as well. Yeah, I think my my family were going into the, the nighttime session. We, you and I, have never really had much interest in musicals or anything, but um, you know, yeah, like you said, the perks of working there. We decided we'd have a squiz, and yeah, I remember. I just remember distinctly you and I walking out being like. It was actually very good. Yeah, yes. yeah, we were just like, we hated that we liked it <laughs> so yeah. much. And, yeah. and honestly, thinking about it, like I, if someone asked me what my favourite musical was, I would probably say that because I don't think I've seen enough others. Real, or, I, have yeah. I? I don't, because I don't think the animated Disney ones are like musicals. Like, yeah. This is like, this is, yeah. And I, I remember being quite surprised because I genuinely didn't think I would enjoy this but you're absolutely right it was great yeah i I think yeah too like i remember you saying to me like because we we, were trying to put our finger on it why we liked it so much i just i just remember you saying to me it was like old time setting but like current pop like more modern music yeah and it just blended really well together so i think i remember you saying that i've been like yeah you're right that's exactly what it is yeah and i read somewhere after seeing it too um that the reason it's like that is because so the character in the movie that Hugh Jackman plays is supposed to be ahead of his time so rather than go like for classic musical style numbers that's why it's pop songs because he's he's always a couple of steps ahead of what's to come yeah so yeah. when he's starting the circus and entertainment like it probably would have been of the time sounding music but they were like well we could make it really more current and a bit more poppy if we if we make it more like pop songs and stuff yeah which is yeah what they do and i think it works and at the time it definitely went over my head but um it's absolutely true when i read it back i was like yeah that's he is ahead of his time and that is a hundred percent why that that works in the movie i agree because is it isn't meant to be like loosely based on um is it well it is yeah it's a true story no no it's pt barnum who's the guy who uh like invented the or not invented the circus but that's right was then was an owner or an operator of a very successful and well-known circus in um america i looked up a couple of little trivia bits on the film for you that i thought you might be interested to see if it involves zendaya i'm down (laughs) oh i should have got one because i think there was one uh the movie took nine years to develop um from its original conception to completion and it was due to fox studios who was uh going to be financing and producing the film at the time um they were pretty unwilling to take a risk on a musical that didn't have a previously like established um story or music to already go with it they really didn't think 
at the time musicals weren't the flavor of the month and so yeah, yeah. investing that time and energy and money into an original one seemed like a pretty big gamble uh the director of the movie is a man called michael gracie and this is his uh feature film directorial debut so for a first film the guy went absolutely crazy and knocked it out of the park because yeah. this is great um and then this is pretty cool. I don't know if you remember the ending or even at the beginning when the title cards come up, they all have a border around them. Do you remember this when you watched it? I think I think I know what you're talking about. It was like a little golden. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So um, when the film was being completed in post-production, uh, so this, as I was saying, was Michael Gracie's first film. He was becoming a little bit overwhelmed by like, the ticking the deadline to have to hand the film over. Yeah. Uh, and they brought in another man for a week by the name of James Mangold, and he had directed Hugh Jackman in three previous films. Uh, two of them was The Wolverine and Logan, uh, and he doesn't get a directorial credit on the film, but he gets an executive producer credit on the film. And for his gold borders, if you look really closely, it's two arms that are crossed with three Wolverine claws in them, which I thought was quite clever because Man, how's the ego on his butt? Yeah. <laughs> it was really what a, good. What a flex. <laughs> but uh, I, I, go, I didn't believe that. So I actually, I pulled it up quickly uh, on YouTube and had a look and it's, it's there. That's actually the border on his one in the corners. It's like it's two arms like that. Crust and Wolverine claws. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty how's cool. How's the balls on the bloke? Indeed. <laughs> I'll jump on. I've got some more questions for you. Uh, what do you, what film do you think has, you can answer this two ways actually. So what film has the best um, soundtrack, like uh, pop music, like radio songs, and then best original score, like orchestra music that's played throughout the film? Man, geez, heavy questions. Um, yeah, look, I, you know me, I'm not a massive score person. Um, I would literally would only know like Hans Zimmer or anything you've shown me really um I, yeah I don't, I don't know am i allowed to bring up my feature film now because that, that probably is what... if it's your feature film then maybe we'll hold it and just yeah yeah all right but for the score film. for the score music it's definitely what my feature film is but um for the modern one um geez that's a tough one yeah I, I i can't think of anything really nothing springs to mind like the other one but um yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I'll jump on. This one you can answer two ways as well, I think. Uh, the best looking film. So that can be the way the camera is moving in the film or everything within the frame. So like the costumes, the sets, the locations, all that kind of stuff. What do you think is the best looking film? Oh, God. Um, yeah, geez. In terms of, I'd have to say Greatest Showman again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, all the the way that was filmed and um, yeah, just all the costumes and I just thought it was pretty unreal and yeah, I think you're just blown away by it all. Really, I think that was an experience you and I weren't expecting to have. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Uh, I agree. That is a really good, um, really good looking film, both in terms of like its camera moves and everything within the the frame as well. Switch it to the opposite end of that spectrum. What's the saddest movie you've ever seen? Jeez, um, trying to think. If it, did we ever cry in the in the movies together? I'm sure we did. I don't think we did. <laughs> Just me. Um, yeah. Saddest movie. Oh Man, no, I, I have, I have. Um, oh, uh, but I, I don't know if we saw it together. And it's the movie. I, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's well twice then maybe. The first one was a movie called Lion, uh, and another one was a movie called Instant Family. Both yeah. really good the, movies. The Instant Family was the one I thought I was thinking of. Yes, uh, but what about you? What do you think? Yeah, look, um, I, I I'd hate to admit it, but I think um, oh, what was that one where the with the main actor from Baby Driver? It was The Fault in Our Stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that and just um, yeah, the the twist in the end, I suppose, just um, absolutely got me out of nowhere and. Yeah, I don't know, got me. Yeah, okay. Uh, what about the I know 
for a fact you don't like these so what's the scariest film you've ever seen <laughs> oh man there's not many hey because i refuse to watch them i remember when we, we yeah. did the movies and like uh that when we were working and a scary movie would come in and like you used to have to do like regular routine checks that like, you have to go in like half an hour after it started and half an hour before it finished roughly about halfway through it and if it was a scary movie or anything like that there was absolutely no way i was going in yeah. um but man if, uh, in terms of a scary movie that i've actually sat through i'd probably have to say it yeah yeah and, I, and yeah and I, I have so many people just come back man that shit's not even scary but yeah i, I couldn't do it eh? yeah no i agree i'd <laughs> At the time when we were there, I did stick away from um, horror films or scary films, but I've done a few of these now and a, a couple of people have, um, I don't know if the episode will come before or after yours, so I won't say what it is, but a few people have said the same film and I've actually, I still haven't brought myself to do it, but I'm pretty, I'm getting there. I might watch it. And I, I that's big for me because I really don't seek out those kind of No, I know you don't like movies. them either. But I have this appreciation for them where I can, I kind of watch them through the eyes of like, oh, this is clever. Like technically I, I understand how they're creating this, like this feeling of like scaredness or like, or tension and stuff like that. I, yeah, yeah. And I try to like, as a coping mechanism, try to like identify that to myself so that I can try and feel ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it kind of thing. So I'd be like, oh. Oh, interesting. All the sounds getting very quiet. So I assume something is about to yeah, come about to out jump. of nowhere. So and I sit there like this, or like with a jumper yep. or nah, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Yep. Not for me. Not yet, anyway. I think I'll get to it soon, but at the minute they're still I don't seek them out at this no, point. You definitely don't. Um, has a film ever made you mad? Like something happens in the movie, it's like unjust or 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 just the, the people in it are just, it's just so unrealistic and, and, and yeah. it makes you mad or. Yeah. I remember um, it's a funny one to get angry at, but um, Django. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I just remember like, like how many times the N word got said or like, I don't know, just the whole slave thing. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It makes you feel, I guess, cause you're not used to it or suppose, but. Yeah, I, I just I distinctly remember just feeling anger, yeah, mad, I suppose, and it's been like, how is this happening? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a um, thing. And it's, but I think a film like that too, like, and a Quentin Tarantino film where it kind of puts a, a nice little twist on history yeah. at the end is always really cool and like uplifting and powerful, I think, to see it at, at a film like that where it's like, because he, he's done it with other things too, like Inglorious Bastards, and then um, yeah, yeah. More recently, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, these really horrible, horrible things happen, and then that happen. Yeah, the end of the film has this slight twist in history that is like, yeah, I think that's what we all wish had, had happened. happened. Yeah, absolutely. Way, made it a nicer place for everyone, <laughs> apart from the fact that generally what gets it that way is super, super violent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it too. But, yeah. Um. We'll move on again. We'll go to your second, your second uh, trailer now, and this is for the movie Lawless. Horse Bonrant, seems you've been involved in certain illegal activities. The illegal activities, huh? Look here, Forrest. You play ball with us, we can make this here summons disappear. You trying to shake me down, Henry? I'm just a messenger here, Forrest. Have you met Howard? Oh, what you gonna you shoot me, huh? Howard! Howard! Huh? 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 You gonna hurt my brother? Huh? You trying to intimidate us, Sheriff? Huh? Absolute banger. I love that movie. Hey, I, it, it's really good. It um, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on why, but I just I don't know. It just I just thought it was awesome. Just like 
the three Bondurant brothers, you know, like two of them were heaps hard nosed and yeah, they were almost like gangsters in a way. And I don't know, it was just yeah, set in um like bootlegging time and I don't know, just I just thought it was a really really cool movie, really well done, told a really yeah. cool story. Worked for you. Yeah, just like, I just three like or not just the the brothers, but like everyone in it has a really great performance too. Oh yeah, Shia it, LaBeouf, it was a star. Tom Hardy, yeah, Jason Clark. Um, who else you got? There's Mia Wasikowska, Gary Oldman, Guy Pearce. Yeah, it was star studded. It was, yeah. and I just I don't remember any. And like, because we obviously we worked at the movies, right? So like, but I just do not remember at the time there being even a heap of hype about it. No, it was just kind of one of those ones that came along and had like a steady little crowd and just did its thing. But it's always one that I see seems to be pretty regularly on at least one streaming service. Like it's always around. Yeah. Which I think is good because obviously it means people are still watching it. Otherwise it wouldn't be as frequently appearing on those. Well, that's it. Like even, even I checked before doing this with you, like it's yeah, still on Netflix and stuff. So yeah. go and watch it. That's a really sick movie. It's really good. Um, this movie was like greenlit to be made and then fell through with an entirely different cast under an entirely different name at one point. Uh, so it was originally called The Wettest Country in the World. Because that's the and book, then, I think. Yes, it is. And then it, it fell through, uh, but it had James Franco, Ryan Gosling, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Shannon, and Shia LaBeouf is the only remaining person of that original cast that stuck oh, with geez. it for the film that came through. Jeez, I wouldn't have minded that either. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's some pretty great names as well in the uh, original version. Um, Shia LaBeouf carried on a fair bit when they were making this movie too. I remember hearing about when it came out, but apparently drank actual moonshine to try and get drunk. And man, isn't he the camera. strangest man in Hollywood, hey? Like, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, can you imagine meeting him? But I know you have. Yes. He was cool when I met him. He was a nice guy. And to be fair, I didn't really meet him. I just got a picture with him. Um, yeah, I mean, still, but, but you, you could tell his energy. Like, he's a strange dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just, and it really, like, I don't know. It was kind of, he was kind of, at this point in time, I don't think he was kind of at that point yet either. This came out in 2012. So he's he's just come off of doing, like, the Transformers movies, and he hasn't really started making a lot more obscure titles yet. He's when did he? Done... When did he do Disturbia? Was Disturbia? No, Disturbia. Two thousand and seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think he finishes Transformers in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, and then he, what does he do after this? He does like Lawless and Fury. I think are the two immediate ones that follow this. Oh, that's are... another great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a really good movie, just set in a really kind of bleak time in America where outlaw is, uh, where alcohol is just outlawed. And it looked like too, like when they filmed it, like it looked like it was in a place where absolutely nothing was happening, but everything was happening at the same time. I think that's like the, the chaos of that movie that I like the most. It's like the location just looks like there's absolutely nothing doing, but the movie just... Yeah, kicks it out of the park, really. Just everything's going on. No, it's a really good, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out for my boy Shia LaBeouf alone, if you need any reason. <laughs> Tom Hardy had also he's is the that character, I think, is supposed to be a lot smaller. Oh he's yeah. in the middle of getting bigger, or he's either just come off doing Bane. So he's yeah, either getting big or he's still too big and hasn't come down in time for what that production needed but yeah and i think it, and at times you could see like especially with the costumes and stuff they tried to hide it like he because i think back then too like no, there's no gyms or anything there's no protein <laughs> and stuff around like people are lifting weights so i think a lot of the clothing and stuff he'd wear were like these like knitted jumpers or like loosely fitting baggy sort of clothes so that he didn't look because he was obviously getting big for bane or whatever he was doing but yeah i think I think they realized that as well and tried to do their best to cover it up. But like, you can also see how hard they tried and it just, sometimes it just didn't come off right. And yeah, he just is massive. For sure. He's, he's a big man. 
All right, let's jump on a couple more questions before we get into your next trailer. Yeah. Um, has a film ever had a, an impact on you or left a lasting impression? Oh, yeah, I think Life of Pi. Really? Yeah, I don't, it's just something about like the, that never give up, do or die attitude. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's just in your day to day life or, you know, you're going through something. Like, I sometimes I just look back at that and see how he like survived on a boat and with the animal. I know it, it's in the end, it's sort of that isn't the case, but oh, well, it's, it's sort of left up in the air, really, isn't it? But, it's up to you to decide, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, this has been out for a while, so you can spoil that twist. I've seen this, but I can't remember it. I do know there's a twist, but is the twist that like he either didn't have the tiger or the tiger was something else that he... No, the tiger was meant to represent him, I think. Right. But I, th- but I think... So what it was was there was like the tiger, the gazelle, the hyena and himself, and they were on the boat. And basically he had to yeah, draw strength from um the the animals and try and sure. but i think in the end the twist was they re- they actually represented real people didn't they because there was like Maybe. him and his mother or something and then because it's a rescue boat right the yeah mom. but uh, like the injured gazelles like his mum or like a cook or something and then the yeah. hyena was just like this bloke that just wanted to eat yeah they all represented someone and yeah, yeah and i'm pretty sure he was meant to represent the tiger but Going back to your original question, I know we've drifted here, but um, yeah, that movie just, yeah, the way he sort of had to draw his strength from um, and survive the situation he was in. I don't know, just something about it. Worked. Very good. Um, Do you take notice or watch or read like films that are winning awards or nominated for awards and getting good reviews? Do you take notice of that? And do you think that's a good indication of the films that you tend to like? Um, I mean, you know me, I'm not a cinema geek like you are, but, um, yeah, look, I, I think definitely you, 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 you're always hyper aware of the Academy, the Academy award winning ones, or, um, is it a draw for me to go and see that movie because of that? Yeah, I'd say so. I think naturally anything that you get suggested that you know is of high quality or you know being given those sort of accolades like you're gonna want to go see it so yeah i would say i would say yes i um i think you're definitely aware of like the ones that are winning awards because i think they start to include it in the marketing absolutely at a certain point too um but i don't really look at reviews i think with reviews if i'll watch it and then after i've seen it i'll look up the reviews and just to see if i don't know if people had the same opinion as me or or where we differed on it, but I don't seek them out before. I mean, most of the, most of the time, I used to see a movie anyway. I'd have a review of it by you before I'd even knew what the movie was coming out. Is there a movie you've seen and you really loved it, um, but you've come to watch it again another time and you're a bit, no, actually, that's not as good as I, I don't remember that being as good as I thought. <sighs> you're going to hate this answer. Um <laughs> Yeah, Tenant. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that for the first time. I thought it was unreal. I thought it was sick. I saw it again and I just went, what? Not for me. <laughs> Not for yeah. me at all. I wouldn't rush back to see this again. Okay. Just didn't, it just didn't operate. I think just for that film, I will say that, especially the climate we're in at the minute too, where everyone's at home and that's predominantly how a lot of us have been watching movies the last two years that is one that benefits from being seen at the cinema oh absolutely because if you watch that at home because i know i do this if i watch something at home my phone is beside me and it's not the cinema so i'm not going to piss anyone else off by using my phone or mucking around and that one kind of must be watched in a yeah, you got to focus. You got to understand what's yeah. happening. You've really got. I like, like, don't get me wrong. That movie had some really cool, like, like at the end, like that really cool thing about the kid. Yes. Um, but yeah, try try not give away spoilers, but um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, yes. I, yeah, it was a really cool movie. It just it, so the brain power that had to go into it. I just was like, this is not for me. 
yeah, I, uh, it's it's definitely one that requires a, a fair bit of attention to to follow it. I think. Oh man, something else. Uh, what movie surprised you the most? You went in with kind of no expectation, but came out being, I'm actually really glad I saw that. I know we were talking kind of the greatest showman was a bit yeah. like that, but is there anything else? Oh, I'm honestly trying to think of movies that we've just gone and seen, really. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like I knew that. Like I knew going into it, it was going to be a sick movie, and but I think it was more just like I think like he when you see Vince Vaughn as the drill sergeant, that that was definitely a um what is going on moment, like trying to see him in a serious role, but. No, I just thought that one was really well done, and like I obviously knew it was yeah coming in as a you know, highly touted one, but yeah, I just remember walking out of it being like, yeah, well, that was actually a pretty sick experience, and just was really cool. <laughs> okay, what about it? What's a film that you've seen and you really liked it, but just seeing it the once was enough? Like you don't feel a need to have to come back and watch this again? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um. Oh, I'll probably have to say um, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Bradley I Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like, it, yeah, it was an awesome movie. Like, I loved it, but I just went, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, just need to say that the once. That's Yeah, it is what it is. Like, sick story, sick cast. Yeah. Didn't, okay. didn't need to see it again. I have one more question before we jump onto your next trailer. Um, do you doc, do you watch documentary like film feature documentaries? What what's do you have a favorite of those? Oh god, as far as documentary, it probably anything to do with sport, really. Um, yeah, it was called, was that called? Uh, Untold Malice at the Palace. It was just about one of the biggest um, fights in NBA history. That's pretty recent, isn't it? Yeah, it only it probably only came out. Oh god, yeah, a couple months ago. All right, let's move on to your third and final trailer. This one is. Avengers Endgame. Tony, what's going on? Tell me you found that cube. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. I have eyes on Loki, 14th floor. I'm not Loki. And I don't want to hurt you. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, pretty generic answer this one, I think, when you ask for the four. But it's surprisingly, this has not. I've, this is your the seventh or the eighth recording of these now. Yeah. And this hasn't come up yet. So it actually Oh really? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um I think I think you and I have discussed this as well, but it's sort of like the like the, the whole series, the whole Avengers series is like the our modern or our generation's version of Star Wars or yeah. you know, those really critically acclaimed sort of um series. So yeah, I think for me that was just the perfect ending to our generation 20 something movies yeah. yeah like it was just our i don't know i think that, that, that was probably why it was a bit more special i suppose to myself was it, yeah it's it's, it's why we kind of saw all of them at well I, I think the first marvel one we had at the cinema we looked at was thor so we missed the first two iron mans i don't know yeah. if you're about the movies or not but no, it's pretty cool to see them all come <clears throat> through and just see those crowds come back it was the first time we had thor wasn't the first one we had captain america the first Avenger? Nope. Thor was the first one we had. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't good at my job there, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, just that, that I agree. Like, I, <clears throat> I, my parents went into Star Wars, so that wasn't something they got passed on. Because um, yeah, you don't like Lord of the Rings either. You haven't seen him, mate. Oh, man. Like, Something's wrong with you. Someone will bring it up on here one day, and then I might consider it but at this point in time i've not seen them um but yeah like parents just weren't into it so they weren't one that got passed up to me but then 
seeing the way like they're kind of cultural phenomenons these ones that have just come out so like <clears throat> i really do think that i don't know like disney owns um star wars and the marvel properties so they will both likely live on and continue to be passed on but i do think that um for people our age like maybe 80s 90s and 2000s i would imagine are probably more likely to pass these on to their yeah absolutely next generation absolutely yeah yeah i agree i think they'll they'll last they're they're huge um they're absolutely massive and i i remember this is one i can remember seeing at the movies not at like a midnight showing or anything like that just at a absolutely packed session pretty early in its release maybe the first or the second day and like just the reactions to some of the things that happened in this movie were incredible like just just huge and australia like well i guess with these it started to happen more like the crowds do seem to get vocal and a bit yeah clap, yeah. clap and stuff in them which, which doesn't really happen in australia yeah. yeah and then as these went on it started to become a bit more prominent and this time i remember watching this one and people were like cheering and stuff in the crowd when certain things would happen and just like being absolutely blown away like there's this that's the spoiler, but it's been out for a bit now. But the <clears throat> Thor's looking like it's not too good for him. And then that hammer starts to rise, which is then revealed to be that it was thrown by um, Steve Captain Rogers. America. Yeah. Which is a payoff from a joke set up like 10 First movies yeah. previous. Like, yeah. It's just. That's from that's from the blue. Is, is it the bloopers or something where you like you great? No, it's in the movie. It's in the it's the they, they're all trying to move the Avengers. hammer yeah. and no one can do it. Like Hulk's in full Hulk form, can't do it. No, no, Eric Banner he pretends to do it, doesn't Eric Banner? Um, Dr. Banner pretends to turn into the Hulk to do it, can't do it. Then Iron Man gets like the suit arm on, can't do it. Then Captain America touches it and it moves ever oh, so yeah. slightly. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's the joke. Yeah, yeah. And then the payoff in the in this final film is that he is worthy and could do it, which I think was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This was this movie and Avengers Infinity War, the Avengers film that preceded it, uh, was released a year apart, but they were shot back to back over a period of 200 days. Josh, can you imagine if Infinity War came out in 2019 and Avengers Endgame was supposed to come out in 2020? Don't do that to me. <laughs> Rather not. Right? Oh, oh, oh. Do not do that to me. That'd be horrible. I don't think we would have seen it by yet. No. Nah. Like, really. There's no way. No. Nah, we'd still be hanging out for it. Absolutely. This is the end game is the final Stan Lee cameo in a Marvel film. He passed away in 2019, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, so I think he was around for infinity war but he didn't make it to end game but he it is his final cameo which i thought was quite cool i did and always then, love that he put himself in um in his movie oh it's great it's always it was, a cool thing to look out for that was another part of also all of these where when that cameo would occur that would be a part that would usually send the crowds um, Got wild wild yeah like just definitely. Yeah. um there's a scene in this where it's the scene where they pick up hulk uh, not hulk they go to pick up thor in new asgard and the reveal is that he's become quite large uh but there is a joke korg is playing playstation or something on the lounge behind him i know where this is going and they start to talk to a man on who they're playing online who's called noob master 69 the directors of the film revealed on their twitter that noob master 69 is actually Wong from Doctor Strange. That, well, that's like his gamer tag. How good is that? Yes. Man, <laughs> new must that will do me. Fantastic. An excellent movie. A really good movie. That is the, I think it's, actually, I think it's, it was, and now I think it's been knocked off again, but that was for a time the most financially successful film. Yeah, because it blew out box office weekend budget or something, 200 and something billion. Yeah, I think it earned back its production. Um, Crazy. Can you imagine paying that that cast too? (laughs) Yeah, huge. Um, In the Josh Treadwell biopic, uh, who plays Josh Treadwell? Jeez, you'd have to think it'd be someone handsome, hey? 
I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking like a Matthew McConaughey. I'm thinking a Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sending him a DM on Instagram asking if they're available. Oh, they would be. Big sure, role. For this. They'll make the time for this. You probably haven't heard of them, but they've yeah, that would be their a breakthrough role for them. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote from a movie? Oh, usually I can quote anything, but this is you put me on the spot here. It'd I honestly to... thought it would have been something from Step Brothers, and I thought it would have been off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I honestly I can't get school of rock out of my head now. Okay. And it's I don't know why, but it's that it's that you're a fat loser and you have body odor. <laughs> I can't be in a bad. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it, a really good movie. I, yeah. I think I watched that maybe three or four months ago now. But yeah, I, I've realised there's another movie that I think is just as quotable as that movie. Sure, The Longest Yard. Yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I think, Don't you I know think that's a remake of a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, the, and Burt Reynolds was in the original as well. So he plays Paul Crew in the yeah. original. Yeah. So yeah, anything from those two movies really would yeah. be my answer to your question. I I can remember I didn't see that at the movies, The Longest Yard, but I remember that was one rented on DVD from Blockbuster on like a Friday night. Watched at home with like mum, dad, and my sister when I was younger, and I can like I just have this image of us all like losing it at the. I think he made him shoot himself. Joke. <laughs> Like it just cuts around to everyone in that stadium. The whole stadium, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that is, yeah, they're, they're really quotable films, I agree. Who is your favourite character from a movie ever? I think you'd agree with this. Um, Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler in, imaginary oh. Adolf Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. That is a really good Hands thing. down. And or him or uh, another Taika Waititi character, um, yeah, as you mentioned before, Korg. Anything that has the the New Zealand accent, the Maori accent, just yeah, sends me. Yeah, it's great, and he's terrific in everything that he's yeah. into. But no, he's terrific. Uh, do you have a favorite filmmaker? Someone's making a film. You don't care what it is. You're going to see it because they've made it. Jeez, I want to say Morgan Brown. Um, just for, for some context there, Morgs used to make, uh, as a creative outlet, I think, used to make um, little little trailers with all the staff for big and upcoming movies. Uh, I, think I, I think I featured in oh, two of them, maybe. I was, I was Thor in one, and um, I was Kylo Ren in another, but I think Kylo Ren ended up being played by about three or four other people because... Some of, some of the staff member members would um would get bored of Morgan's filming uh, yes <laughs> extravaganzas and it would uh it, yeah you'd lose cast members but they'd have to be replaced. It was always terrific if they had a mask on. It was much easier. <laughs> what film has the best ending? Jeez, you'd like to say Titanic here, wouldn't you? Mm? <laughs> no, God no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Best ending, like like a like a draw dropping. Like yeah, a... well, that's so in the few I've done that has I well, to me when I think of endings, I actually think about like ones with twist endings and stuff. So I thought that's what most people would say, but it has been fairly mixed. A lot of people have surprised me with what they've said on these ones. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I don't know. Hey, um, trying to think of stuff that's come like coming to mind. I can't think of anything. Nothing that jumps out at me. What 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 what's been your most common answer? What's what's been the biggest answer that you've had? Well, they've all they have all been different, but I I think just ones that have like some sort of twist in the ending just before the credits start has been a popular theme among yeah, okay. my favorite endings. Um, films like no one's actually said this particular film, but it is one that I thought would have come up sooner. But have you seen the usual suspects? No, I don't think I have. Okay. I won't ruin that one for you then. <laughs> yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me how that one yeah. is. <laughs> um actually it's it's funny that you're asking questions about how films end because your biggest thing was right, you'd always go and see a film and 
before anyone else had a chance to see it, you'd already told them what part was coming up. Or, or I'd always known that you'd seen a movie before I had, even though you'd claimed it was the first time you were seeing it because something I, I something was about to happen and I could look over and there was just these absolute pair of eyes <laughs> burning a hole in the side of my head because he knew something was coming but wanted, didn't want to tell anyone that he'd already seen it. I can either confirm or deny if I saw oh, it. You lie. You absolutely... <laughs> cannot all right josh i have come to time it's come the time for your number one favorite movie and it is the dark knight rises why are you here answer him I was asking you. It's the police commissioner. And you brought him down here. We didn't know what to do. We just thought You panicked. And your weakness has cost the lives of three others. No, he's alone. Slash him. Then I will kill you. Show me his body. The water runs to any one of the outflows. We never find him. Follow him. Follow him. Yeah, look, um, another one that I, I I remember. Actually, going back to the question before, when you said um, one, you wasn't you weren't expecting to be good, but um, yeah, was that a question you had? Was, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the, definitely this movie um I, and this again was definitely one that you and i went and saw multiple times i reckon you and i have sat there on youtube and watched the opening to that the movie plane heist, yeah. oh man so many times i think we've even sat in your lounge room and watched that like yeah i used to time my cinema checks to i know you'd be did. up there uh, man, i remember we, we'd be so up to cool. the, the certain movies you'd be like yeah you need to make sure you can hear it this time every time it yeah. starts so you can see it from start to finish terrific no, it's great it's such it's so well done it's done for real we we weren't open in time <clears throat> not in time we would nowhere near it we weren't open for the the dark knight which i think has yeah. the greatest opening which is the bank oh the bank heist um oh, where they they're all in pairs and they as each person's unique skill or ability is utilized they take out that person so they just keep reducing the amount of cuts in the yeah absolutely the it's just so clever um, and then yeah, how, yeah. But then I do think this one is really good too. Like the plane, like being hijacked and stuff is is so well done. Unreal. I think it's terrific. Um, fun fact about this trilogy of Batman films is that each of the films is twelve minutes longer than the previous one. So uh, exactly Batman Begins, minutes. yeah, Batman Begins is two hours and twenty minutes. The Dark Knight is two hours thirty two minutes. And the Dark Knight Rises is two hours forty-four minutes long, so they each become twelve minutes longer progressively as the trilogy goes on. I don't know if that is like intentional. But I was going to say, what's the is it is there a meaning behind it? Like, I don't think so. I think it's just a little, very neat little piece of trivia that someone's worked out on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you must um, be bored if you've gone through and figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a lockdown uh, fact for sure. It definitely is. Someone's watched all of them back to back and looked at the time code on their Blu-ray, I think. <laughs> this is a Morgan Brown fact. I reckon it was you that discovered this. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's something you would go I didn't add this to IMDb <laughs> trivia. I haven't got that approval yet on my account. I can't do okay. it. Not yet. Just go back to that blue tick to come through. Yes. Uh, this film, along with the previous from The Dark Knight, have sequences... Um, filmed in IMAX, similar to what we were talking about for Interstellar at the beginning. Yep. Uh, so The Dark Knight had about 28 minutes of IMAX footage, uh, and this one has over an hour's worth of yeah, well. IMAX footage. And both of these I wish I had have 
seen in IMAX on an IMAX. Because the plane, the plane heist was shot for IMAX, wasn't it? Well, not yep. for it, but the you, bank robbery, the plane yeah. heist. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that. And it's so it's just to see it that way would have been absolutely oh unreal, unreal. Because that like, would it, you imagine that's that especially the stuff takes... with the plane in particular, like when the camera is like up in the sky and like yeah, that would have been. Amazing. Plane comes over the top of the other one. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the, I remember this. It's just become a thing in pop culture. Two of these, but that Bane voice is something that I think a lot of people <laughs> have had their own like go at doing impressions. Oh, I mean, we've all. Too. I remember we've all tried to do it. I remember when it came out, like um, the floor team using the radios and everyone talking in, <laughs> in Bane voices to one another and stuff like that, and. I think the, the most quotable one was um, it was right before they went out onto the, you know how they had the, the um, American football game? Yes. It goes on and it, I can't remember what he says right before he goes out, but it, yeah, something. I just remember everyone would say whatever that line was over the, yeah. uh, it's going to annoy me now that I can't remember it. You're thinking about it after in text. Oh, put man. It in. No, mate, it's too late. It's really yeah. yeah. Put, it in, put it in post. <laughs> um, but no, that film, that is also one of the best sounding films I think I've ever watched oh, at the movies. Just yeah. absolutely like yeah, this is awesome. Yes, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Just chanted over and over. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what they say. It is not Deshi Basa. No, that's not what they say. Um, but yeah, just this film. I remember like just like the experience of seeing it in a theater, packed, a crowd, and just the sound, just like is huge like it is massive and it was just terrific um josh i have one more question and then one more little thing before we're done Sweet. the last question is between now and the end of the year is there anything well provided we can go between now and the end of the year is there a movie that you're really looking forward to seeing up on the big screen oh man provided we can go um I don't know if it's if it's coming out this year or it just got announced, but the newest Spider-Man. Yeah. Coming out this year? I think it's Boxing Day. It is Boxing Day, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew I knew it was yeah, sort of towards the end of this year, start of next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, newest Spider-Man, obviously. Yeah, no, that would be <laughs> really good, I think. And There's a few, we're kind of in this weird point too, because movies dates keep shifting and stuff again because we're currently um locked down and stuff at the time of recording this so the dates are shifting on a lot of things again but as, as far as i'm aware that one's down for that boxing day yeah that, there's that um that ryan gosling movie too that just keeps getting pushed back um no not ryan gosling uh, ryan reynolds oh free guy yeah 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 yes that looks that is that has been my most anticipated movie for it's been, i feel like it's oh two years i feel like we've waited like 10 yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been ages coming. Absolutely, it has. Josh, the very last thing I have for you, <clears throat> I have used one of your top four movies and have trolled the depths of the internet to find a one star review. I have got this one star review, and I have removed any mention of the film that it is. Also, oh, I have to guess it, and you have to guess what it is and defend it against the one star review. Okay. Yep. I reckon it's going to be easy. I reckon it's going to, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah, yeah. Give me the review. <laughs> Give me one sec. So the title of this review is absolutely dreadful. Quite possibly the worst movie I have ever seen. Certainly in the bottom five. Incredibly boring, horrible sounds, horrible music. Uh, I wouldn't bother commenting on the plot and the dialogue. First movie in decades I've wanted to walk out of. What a complete waste of time. I don't know why, but the music stuck out to me there. And I don't think, I, I originally going into that question assumed it was going to be the greatest showman just because I know musicals aren't everyone's thing. But I'm just thinking bang, only because I've watched Lawless recently, because I know there isn't a heap of music in it, I'm leaning towards that. Um, just because I know, and because the other three, I guess, are pretty plot driven and oh, I don't know, but then at the same time, like, I feel like it could just be that one person that wants to hate against Endgame as well. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go with my gut and say Lawless. Lawless. Josh Treadwell, this review is for the movie, The Greatest Showman. 
Are you telling me that Zendaya and Zac Efron flying around on a trapeze, <laughs> singing to each other about their forbidden love, didn't get didn't get more than a one star review? Evidently not. Not even a one out of ten. Or he got one out of ten. That's I want to leave a review on their review. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up to yourself. I, I want to rewrite the stars for them. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Josh, that's it. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. Fun. <laughs> Hope you had a good time. I uh-huh, have. It's been sick. No, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. We'll see you later. Right, see you, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts.